what it do, Sports Betting Nation. Happy Monday. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I hope you made some money, put it in your pocket like we did over here at SBI. I can tell you at least I did. I got the man, Mr. Hardways over there on my right. He can let you know. Was it a good weekend for you, Mr. Hardways? Yeah, this is another good weekend, Aces. It's been a good start to the year. We're four weeks into the college football season. We are wrapping up regular season, Major League Baseball. We're three weeks now into the NFL season, and while my NFL fantasy teams are not doing so hot this year, I've still got betting to rely on, and I'm doing quite well in that. I know that you're not as big on NFL, and I was thinking we we're going to start with MLB, but let's just jump in and let's talk about NFL, because I think you might have watched at least one game yesterday. Is that correct? That is incorrect. That is absolutely incorrect. But what you are referring to is the message I sent probably to the group. I happened to be walking down right as I was going to bed, and I saw, oh, Las Vegas is about to score, tie up the football game. And then it's fourth down, and they kick a field goal down by eight. So I had to message the group to do a sanity check to make sure, are there still two-point conversions in the NFL? That's how befuddled I was by the call on the field. Yeah, last night's Sunday night football game was a – it was a fine game if you were watching it, but that call by Josh McDaniels, that is a fireball offense as far as I'm concerned. They're down by eight. It's late in the game. I don't know if he didn't know the score or what, but the fact that they kick a field goal with two minutes and 25 seconds left on the clock to now go down by five, it, it's just the most bizarre decision, I think, that you should the announcers were befuddled as well, as, as befuddled as you were. In any event, the Steelers end up winning that one. I had the Steelers on the money line. I took them with that up 10 promo on DraftKings, so good there. We're happy about that. They won 23-18. to 18. Another game that I had money on, in this case it was a player prop, was the Bears-Chiefs game. Now, the Chiefs defense destroying teams this year they are legit they won 41 to 10 no shortage of offense either with Patrick Mahomes and of course Travis Kelsey was there to score a touchdown I had I had Justin Fields over get this 48 and a half rushing yards you want to guess how many rushing yards he ended up with I'm gonna guess 49 I have no idea but 49 He ended up with 47, so it just couldn't <laughs> quite get there. So that was a bummer. That was one of the three picks I made on the Beating the Odds segment of the Professional Fanatics podcast. But the other two that I took were the under on the Jets-Patriots game, the under 36. I know it's a low total, but that ended up 15-10, to 10, Patriots over the Jets. And then I also took another player prop. It was over Kirk Cousins, over 290 Passing yard, somewhere in that range, 288, 290, 290, something like that. He ended up with well over 300. So two and one on the week. That brings my record to, let's see, seven, one and one overall. If you're not watching on Saturdays, you got to watch th- what we're doing on the on YouTube there. Well, it was my mistake for not catching it this week. I should have because I didn't I didn't make one NFL bet this week. Just, you know, didn't have the time for it. It's not where I make my money. I make my money on Saturdays, which I'm sure you know. As far as the NFL goes, you are the man to talk to when I'm making my bets. So, yeah, I'm still a little angry I missed out on that Fanatics podcast. Get the insight. Not just you, a couple other guys on there, right? Of Showing course. Yeah, we've got Sean and, and Rob gives his picks as well and Joe. And we'll we'll put it out on social media let you know when that goes live. It's a, it's a nine, ten-minute YouTube watch. Just get all the picks. Everybody's making three picks every week. It's all NFL. It's all based on DraftKings odds, and it's all minus 120 or – shorter so no worries about taking long odds or anything like that but anyway there was another game I'm not sure if you saw the score the Broncos and the Dolphins the Dolphins scored the most points by a team since 1948 before the AFL or NFC AFC merger the final score 70 to 20 70 to 20 that's a college score 
Yeah, I had never seen an NFL score that high. I'm sure that there's probably been one, and you probably know the answer to this question. Um, I'd never seen one that high, and I, I can guarantee I don't know what the total was, but I can guarantee it wasn't even 70, so I'm sure that one team covered it by themselves, and the Dolphins covered that over-under by themselves. No, no doubt. I mean, the Dolphins' offense is stunning. They didn't have Jalen Waddell there today He was or yesterday. He was out with a concussion, but the over-under was 40 Seven and a half. <laughs> they doubled the over in this. It was just a, a bananas game. The running backs were running all over that. If you're a Broncos fan, you can't be happy. Broncos fans and Bears fans are in the same boat with Jets fans this year. It's been tough. But enough on NFL. We'll cover that. I'll cover that later this week in the podcast. We do have a couple of games tonight, though. I do want to touch on we've got two Monday night games again tonight. The NFL is gracing us with overlapping games. I don't understand why they do it, but here we are. In any event, we've got the Eagles and the Bucks. They start at 6.15 Central Time. The Eagles are the favorite in that. The best line that I'm seeing on points bet, minus 225. You can also get that on Caesars. And then the Buccaneers, if you want to take them, they are the home team. You got Baker Mayfield down there, plus 190 on FanDuel Sportsbook is the best line. And then an hour later, you have the Rams and the Bengals. And this line is in flux. I'm going to pull this line up quite a bit because Joe Burrow, you know Joe Burrow there, Aces, don't you? The man from LSU that transferred yeah. over there from the Big Ten to LSU. Love that man. Love him. Yeah, he's he is a phenomenal quarterback, but he has been dealing with this calf issue since preseason. And so the line has moved quite dramatically on news about whether or not he's playing. He did end up tweaking it last week. So right now the Bengals are the favorite. Minus 159 is the best line over on Bat Rivers. If you want to back the Rams, and this one is in Cincinnati as well. If you want to back the Rams, you can back them at plus 140 over on BetMGM and Caesar Sportsbook. The Rams are a bit of a surprise. They're doing much better this year than people are expecting. But I'm just looking at the London line movement. My goodness, just the up and down here on the Bengals. So the, the Bengals line actually opened before last week's game. So it opened on the Thursday before last week at minus 295. Can you believe that? Minus 295. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then has bet at one point it was as low as minus one twenty five, and now it's back to one fifty nine. It's just been bouncing all over in the last week here, and then today it's been up and down quite significantly as well. So it's just all about that Joe Burrow news. The totals in this, uh, the let's so, well real quick the spreads here, minus six for the Eagles, minus five and a half, minus six, minus three to three and a half for the Bengals, and then the totals here we've got where was that forty. Three and a half to 44 for the Bucks, Eagles, and then the Bagels, Rams, 45. I'm probably going to stay away from both of these games. The Bucks are playing better football. I, I would probably take, if I were forced, if I'm just picking Survivor, I'd go with the Eagles. And then this Rams-Bengals game, I don't, I don't know what. It's all about Joe Burrow. That's, offense looks broken. They're not sure what's going on. I don't know if you have any leans on this or any player props you're looking at here, Aces. No, not really. But one thing I am looking at while you're going through that, I'm on the game board over here at sportsbettingintel.com. I just like to use this feature we have where you could put in your bet size. I happen to put in $200 bet size here on here. I was following the games you're talking about, the Monday night games for tonight. So what I was doing, I was looking over the Rams side and the market, and it probably has to do with how you mentioned the line has moved so much. The markets across these books are quite a bit different. You need to be making sure you're betting the best line you have available to you right now. The best line, I believe you mentioned, was on Caesars. If you're betting that with a $200 bet size, you're getting $280 back in your pocket. If you bet that somewhere else, let's just say points bet, you're getting $260 back in your pocket. That's a $20 difference, almost 8% on your bet just for picking the correct book. So make sure when you're betting these games, you're using the right line, the best line. Great advice, Aces. And if you want to see that in action, we actually go through that on Thursday nights now when and we record 
us going through our weekend picks for NCAA football, and we use the tools on SBI like that. But let's move on to baseball. Did you watch anything yesterday? I was hooked to the Red Zone, NFL Red Zone channel, so I wasn't watching many, anything baseball. Anything catch your eye yesterday, Aces? Well, the Braves dropped. We had a doubleheader yesterday. We, I say we. <laughs> I, I know, I, I'm, I'm impartial, let me tell you. The Braves had a doubleheader yesterday. They lost the first one, and they were huge favorites in that one. So if you took the Nationals in game one, props to you. It's probably a good bet because our pitching staff for that game, you know, just not – what you wanted to see out of a potential championship team. But then game two, Mr. Strider, we all know him by now. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows him. He came on the mound. He said, hey, we're the Braves. We're going to take you down. Gets the win himself. The Braves came through with the second win. I was I was happy about that one, but it wasn't something you could bet on. It opened in – it was shorter than minus 300 when the line opened. They lost that first game. It got into the 200s. But still, you're betting minus 285 on the Braves with Strider on the mound. I think they're going to win that game, you know, nine times out of 10, but I'm not going to take that minus 285 line. Yeah, no good. And I think it closed at minus 300 there. So it's not something that I, I will say, though, that 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 was the Braves hundredth win on the season there. And then how how does Acuna not win the MVP at this award at this rate? He's done something that nobody has ever done. Now, I think he's two stolen bases away from 40 home runs and 70 or two home runs away from. 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases on the year, which is just a, a mind-boggling statistic, if I've ever heard it. Yeah, it's tough to keep up with his accolades in the season. It really is. I mean, he should get that, especially in the NL, he should get that MVP. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it, though. Yeah, well, the Padres beat the Cardinals yesterday. Let's look at some standings here. We'll take a look at the playoffs real quick. So Houston has creeped back into it, and they've booted out Seattle here now. So in the wild card, Tampa Bay has locked up a playoff spot. Toronto there, right behind them, and then Houston – in the third spot with Seattle and the Yankees. The Yankees are playing right now. They're tied with the, I believe, the A's or Angels. I think they're playing the Angels right now. They're they're tied with the Angels. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the Diamondbacks. They're playing the Diamondbacks today. The Angels do play later today. So the Yankees have a chance to get in. And then in the NL side, you've got Philadelphia and then Arizona and the Chicago Cubs. I don't think anybody would think that the Cubs and Arizona would be fighting for wildcard spots this late in the season here when we started this year. No, you might think the White Sox would be, you know, and there's somebody that, you know, that they're out of it. They've been out of it for some time. So the Cubs getting in there, hey, if you got a futures ticket on them to, you know, maybe, <laughs> I don't know about make the World Series, but, you know, maybe make the playoffs. You had a futures ticket for that. Kudos to you because they still got a shot at it. We'll see what comes of it. Brewers, though, I believe they have first place locked up over there. Do they not? They do. Yeah, they're locked into that division there. They're, I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe not, actually. Now that I think about it, I know they have locked up a playoff spot. I think there's enough games left that the Cubs could potentially overtake them. So, right, we've got a small slate today. We've got a bigger slate tomorrow and then Wednesday, the rest of this week. We'll come back to it. But today we've only got three games left. As I mentioned, the Yankees and the Diamondbacks are tied at two apiece in the bottom of the fifth. We've got the Angels and the Rangers playing at... 838. So they're all late games, actually. So you got 838, 840, and 845 games. You got the Rangers and the Angels, and then Mariners and the Astros, and then the Giants and the Padres. Rather than going through all of these, is there anything, any one of these games that piqued your interest? I'll I'll be back in Houston. I'll be back in San Diego. I mean, just Verlander on the mound for Houston, Blake Snell on the mound for San Diego Padres. I like both those pitchers. That's where I'll be looking. Uh, right now, you're talking about Houston. You can get the number plus 110 over there at Caesar Sportsbook, which is the best line. If you want to fade that line, the Seattle Mariners best line is minus 125 on points bet. That's what our system is showing at sportsbettingintel.com. In that Giants Padres game I mentioned, I want to go with the Padres. Best line right now, minus 115 on bet MGM. You got to pay that extra five cents over the normal juice. But hey, Mr. Snell's on the mound. Wiley lefty. I like it going against Logan Webb, who's a good pitcher in his own right. 10 and 13 on the season, though. 
He doesn't have quite the record that Mr. Snell has at that 14 and nine. But if you do want to back Mr. Webb, best place for you to go right now, as we're looking at the lines plus one Oh five on the giants over there on bet rivers is your best line. Yeah. Unfortunately with that Padres line, I do like that. And like you said, Logan Webb, no, no short straw to him. He is a good pitcher, just not a great year for him all around, but Blake Snell on the mound. I'd like to tell you on that, but bet MGM does not want my money. So I'm going to have to look <laughs> elsewhere. So looking across the game board here, it's not terribly bad. Minus 115 on BetMGM, minus 118 on FanDuel Sportsbook. So I'm not too out of luck here with that one. So that's where I'll be. But I don't think – I'm thinking I'm just going to lay off that Seattle-Houston game. Luis Castillo has had a really good year, a 308, 306 ERA, 4-7 record. So I'm not entirely sure that Houston is the pick. But good luck for you on that one. I, I, I'll be rooting for you. Hey, I appreciate you rooting for me. Normally, that is not the case. Well, okay, move over to NCAA football. It was a wild, wild weekend. If you saw our email come out this morning, you saw the recap of the conference of the week, in this case, the Pac-12, or as the real Jay-Z likes to call it, the conference of champions. <laughs> I think we need to get, deprogram him from that. But any, anything, I think we got to start with that Oregon-Colorado game, no? I mean, it was uh, it was easy money. You hate to say easy money in sports betting, but uh, if you'd been listening to this podcast or you'd been listening to me over there on the college football rundown with the man man mode last week, we we had you know the Ducks minus fifteen and a half. I hit it hard. They opened up again. You know, this is actually going back two weeks. They opened up again after their game um, the previous week at minus fifth or minus sixteen and a half. Went hard on them again. The line got bet up all the way to minus twenty one, and the Ducks came out and they just. They absolutely obliterated them, which is kind of something you expect. And I still kind of kicking myself for not taking that minus 21, but happy with the bets we made. We got better than the close for sure. And I just think it was a good bet all around. Yeah, I re- re- I went back and rewatched our our stream and I, I went in on Oregon hard. I took the first half spread of minus 14. I teased the spread up to minus 27 and a half. And I was pretty happy just all around that day. That Colorado team looked woefully unmatched Now i will say i did take the over uh mid game in that live i thought that the second half would be good but both teams looked like they were pretty much done with the game so the over did not come in but all all around that especially that tease line of minus 27 and a half was pretty good any any other games that you want to touch on i mean there are a few other good games i do want to say too one of the reasons we got such a good number on the ducks is because just with the hype we got with the Colorado. And this is something as a sports better, you want to be watching. I do it for college basketball all the time. You get these hot college basketball teams, you get a little money coming in on them. The spread is impacted because of that. But for Colorado, they, you might not even know this, Mr. Harwood. They up until last week were the most bet on football team, as far as total money going in on them in the nation, as far as this data source I have, even above Alabama, which is, it's very uncommon to see somebody getting more of the handle than Alabama, but that was the case. So they have to adjust those lines to compensate for the fact they cannot have too much risk on one side. That's why you got those good numbers in answer to your question. There are some good games, Oklahoma. I know I had you listened to the the rundown this week, the man, man, Woj and I were both big on Oklahoma. That was yeah. a nice win for us. Good win there. Yeah, absolutely. I just real quick. I want to put a bow on that, that Oregon Colorado game. I did see that they were the most Colorado was the most bet on team this week and I think it's kind of you got to be careful when you're going through social media because you'll see that the sports books will promote that that oh Colorado is the most bet on team this week and that kind of generates public interest I think there might be a conflict of interest there but as smart sports betters we need to be able to look past that and realize there's a reason that these social media teams are posting this 
it's just to drive engagement. It doesn't, these social media teams are disconnected from the traders. It has nothing to do with them setting lines or this, that, and the other thing. It's money that comes in and sharps that move lines. It's not the social media team. So you need to be aware of that when you are going through Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and realizing that these social media teams are doing that just for engagement. Just be aware of that. So anyway, moving on. How about that Washington State, Oregon State game? That's one that we covered in our newsletter today. Yeah, I know the real Jay-Z was big on that one last week, talking about it anyways. We got Washington State coming through with a three-point win. I mean, they they won it outright. They were the dogs. They were getting three. It kind of surprises me how close that game was, and I don't know if you had any money on it. I didn't have any money on this one. I did have some interest, though. I have their quarterback, Mr. Ungulele, on my fantasy football team. He could not get the W for his team, unfortunately. Hmm. I mean, it was a good football game. You know, 38-35, that's that's your type of football game, right? Get some points in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, what Cameron Ward is doing this year, now they did lose Victor, the the wide receiver in this game. They do have a bye this coming week, so he does have a chance to get healthy. But, yeah, Cameron Ward, he had, what was it, 28 for 34 for 404 yards and four touchdowns and then one on the ground as well so he and he's on my fantasy team so I was pretty happy about that all around that's the kind of game that I want to see not these you know 36 to 7 affairs well how about that Ohio State game I know it wasn't your cup of tea but how can you not enjoy watching a football game like that 17 to 14 Ohio State comes through with it if you got the Irish on that three and a half which was the best line for a lot of the week over there on one of the sports books you're happy you're real happy let me tell you but man, what a good football game that was. That's just why I love college football, watching games like that. Yeah, no, that, that was actually a good game, all things considered. You know, when we talk about these low-scoring games, sometimes it's just bad football, bad offense. In this case, that was a good defensive game. It was Neither team was outmatched. It was a very good game. And having that three and a half, I was pretty, pretty happy about that. I was much happier with them getting in there and scoring that touchdown at the end. You know, I would have rather had the Irish win, but it is what it is. When you can cover, that's fine, too. Another couple of interesting scores, a couple of big scores here. You know, I haven't watched much Georgia, but Georgia won 49-21. to 21. And then Washington, my goodness, Michael Penix, we, we need to talk about him. I think he is punching his ticket to New York for the Heisman celebration or for the Heisman announcement. He has just been absolutely on fire this year. He's the Washington quarterback. Last night, or two nights ago, 19 for 25, 304 yards and four touchdowns again he is just on fire and then one more and one that i think is kind of interesting going forward usc 42 arizona state 28 now aces you have always said this and you say this on our podcast and on the college football rundown if you don't have a defense you're not going to go very far the fact that usc has gave up 28 points to an arizona state team in flux that was missing the starting quarterback what are your thoughts on that well, my thoughts are that USC, I always, what I always say is you misquoted me defense. You got to have a defense to win the championship, right? And you have to have a defense to have a great football team. I, I will say that for sure. USC though, their offense is so phenomenal that I don't know. They don't need to worry about it until they get to the playoffs. Really. Maybe when they play the ducks, someone that can, you know, keep pace with them, then they got to worry a little bit, but they, they took down Arizona state. I understand Arizona state got four touchdowns on them, but still, you know, they won the football game. They're just, they're not going to be stopped is the problem. And I have trouble seeing who the team is that stops them until we get to the playoffs. I don't know if they have Utah on their schedule. I should have looked it up, but I don't recall off the top of my head. There's maybe one team you got to worry about, but you know, they just, they're just offense is so good. Yeah, it is very good. And it was, it's fun to watch. I mean, Kayla Williams, Again, he's still the presumptive Heisman front runner, but they do have. When you talk about who's going to stop him, it's not going to be Colorado next week. Colorado plays USC. <laughs> it is in Colorado. The over under opened at seventy three. Well, let's see where it opened. It it's right now seventy three 
and a half. That is just a massive number. And I'm not sure that Colorado is going to be able to score much. I mean, it's a 21 and a half point spread. The best line for USC is minus 1800, which isn't terrible, actually. And Colorado plus, I'm not taking it for the record, but in Colorado plus 950, a lot of hype on Colorado earlier this week or last week prior to the game. I wonder how that hype is going to be in this game. I mean, I, I think USC might get 60. And I, this is not a joke. This is not me just throwing a joke out there. I honestly truly think USC might get 60 on Colorado. The way I would play that is I'm going to wait for the total in the second half because it is in Colorado, which you mentioned, which is a very important factor to keep in mind. So maybe the fans keep the defense in it for a little bit. Maybe they stop them once or twice in the first <laughs> half. But the second half, I'm just going to, especially if I can get a special team over in the second half, which most of the books have these days, I'm just going to have, hammer that over on USC. I don't even care what the damn number is. You know, USC is going to score some points against these guys. Yeah, for sure. Another game, and the real Jay-Z has been kind of talking about this all year, is you. so you've got a Utah defense, an immovable object versus a rock. I can't remember what the term is, but you've got Utah versus Oregon State. Oregon State team <clears throat> certainly has a really good offense, but that Utah defense is just stifling. So right now it's in wherever Oregon State plays. I don't know what city that's in <laughs> right now. Uh, Oregon Dallas. State, where is it? Corvallis. Corvallis, thank you. Yep, so you got the Beavers of Corvallis versus the Utes of Utah. And you've got Oregon State is the favorite in this. And I think that line is going to hinge completely on whether or not the Utah quarterback, Cam Rising, comes back on this. And the over-under is a pretty low 44.5. Have you looked at this game? It's This is one that's on Friday night. Yeah, there, I mean, the thing, the point you brought up is the immovable object versus the whatever the term was. And what they're saying is that the Utah defense is going to prevail because we got a 44 and a half total. And I believe in our email that was sent out, it was even mentioned how this is kind of a big 10 total when you're looking at it, 44 and a half. So they are thinking that Utah defense is going to slow down Oregon State. But as you mentioned, Oregon State is still the favorite in this one. I, I just like that plus money on Utah, man. I like it. Yeah, I do too. And whether or not Cam Rising plays, the team still tends to stay in it. Now, I know that Jaquindon Jackson is still dealing with an injury. I wonder if they shut him down because they have a bye after this game and they might bring him back after two weeks. But Jalen Glover looked pretty good too at that plus money. Let's see where that's at right now because I do like that as well. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to our game board. Yeah, plus 135 is the best line. You can get that in points bet, Caesars, and bet MGM. If you do want to back Oregon State, you can get them at minus 148. That's a better line than anywhere else that's over on Bat Rivers. We have only three other games that are that are two top 25 teams playing each other this week. We got Kansas and Texas at 2:30 on Saturday. As you would expect, Texas number 3 in the nation, Kansas 24, Texas big favorite minus 17 and a half over under 61. Uh, I'll let you jump in if you have any thoughts. I know that you do tend to follow Texas. Yeah, I don't want to bet that number though. It's too big. I mean, remember what happened to Texas a couple of years ago? Kansas beat them straight up and that was that was a tough loss for Texas. Kansas has been getting a lot of love, too. I don't know if you saw their line last week, but, man, the, the lines makers like this Kansas football team. 17 just too much. I mean, Texas wins the football game, no question, in my opinion. But I'll stay away from that one on the spread, especially. Yeah, and then you've got LSU and Mississippi at 5 o'clock on Saturday. That is in Mississippi, Ole Miss. So LSU is the favorite, though, minus 137 on Bat Rivers. If you want to back Ole Miss and the Rebels, you can get that at plus 118 over on Caesars Sportsbook. And the spread is 2.5 over under 63.5. That doesn't surprise me. I'm kind of liking that over on that game. Both of these teams can score in bunches there. LSU with their passing game, and Mississippi has one of the best ground games in the nation, although Jackson Dart is no slouch when it comes to quarterback play. LSU, again, the favorite. And then, and then finally, Notre Dame, their only loss to Ohio State. 
versus Duke, who is 4-0. Duke had a bye earlier this season. Uh, 6.30 p.m. It's on ABC. It's at on Saturday. Notre Dame, the favorite. It is in the Carolinas. It is at Duke. So, Aces, have you looked at, at the Fighting Irish and the Blue Devils at all? No, but it, I haven't looked at the game that in-depth. Maybe we'll go over it on Thursday in our NCAA football special, look into this one concerning you know, a matchup of two top 25 teams. The thing that scares me about Duke is they're a good football team, especially, you know, Notre Dame is a program that's down after losing at home to Ohio State last week. Have to check into this one. One thing that'll be interesting is to watch the line movement in this one, see where the Sharps are coming in with their money, see if we're getting any public heavy fading of one of the two teams. You know, Irish, a team that people love to hate, and they either love to love them or love to hate them. That's the way it goes. So we'll see where the line movement comes in this one, see if we can get a good number on that one, play the numbers game. Yeah, remind me for sure to talk about that game. I do want to keep an eye on it because it is an odd spread to start five and a half. It's not around one of those key numbers of three, seven, 10, 17, whatever it is. So I'm interested to see if the if the defeat by Ohio State moves that number down as we get closer to the game time and you get closer to minus four and a half for Notre Dame or if it bumps up the other way. We will retouch base on that on Thursday. I think that's going to be doing it for us. It is Monday. We went a little long today, but I think these are going to be a little longer here as we've got three major sports going on this week. And then we also, I do want to try to still get the Madman Wojan this week. We got the Ryder Cup starting on Friday. Aces, I think anything else you want to touch on before we sign off for the day? Yeah. Maybe I'll mention, hey, I got my first push in college football. You know, <laughs> minus three. Anybody listen to me uh, over there on the rundown? I had App State this week. They got that plus three. So got my first push in college football. It's actually taken all the way till week four, which is unusual for the number of bets I usually put in. Push is better than a poke in the eye with a rock. Hope you're happy about that. That's going to do it for us. We will be back later this week and especially catch us on Thursday after we post to YouTube. We're going to be going through all sorts of things, NCAA football, making our bets. For the weekend, Aces, it's been great as always. As we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely.